0: I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. To be my theme in glory, and nothing else will do. Huh. We have been called to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. We have been called to share this story with everyone we come into contact with and saint matthews it's going on 76 years has been telling this story right in this community and saint matthews by the grace of god will continue to tell this old old story of jesus and his love until christ returns to proclaim his church and this is the essence of this summer sermon series that i have been sharing with you about spiritual dna becoming who we were born to be now i know all of us think that we were born into this world and we look to the things that we have good about us and we say, that's my purpose in life. But I'm here to tell you that you were born to glorify God. That's the essence. So we started two weeks ago on this sermon series looking at spiritual DNA. We looked at what it is, and we looked at why do we have it. Now, you may have to go online and listen to the sermons for the last two Sundays because I'm not going to tell you all of that again. We've been here, or you know, and moved on since then. And today we are looking at how do we share it. So just for some of you who were not here, I'll just give you a quick summary. You know, we acknowledge that we as the human race... That God created us with a physical nature and a spiritual nature. In our physical nature, God designed it in such a way that we have our genetic coding, our DNA, that helps us to know everything about who we are physically. It is all the things that we inherited from our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, you know, all of the traits that we sometimes like and don't like within ourselves. They are inherited. God designed our DNA so that it can replicate itself, copy itself so that it passes on from generation to generation. But we also have our spiritual DNA that we came into this world with. And why can I say that? Because the scripture backs it up. That when God created the physical being, God breathed into the nostril of man and man became a living being. Without God's breath, we would have no life. So God, who is spirit as John 4:24 tells us God breathed the essence of God being into God's creation you me all the human race so we carry within us you know the blueprint the essence of God's spirit within us we acknowledge in the last 2 weeks that unfortunately this this spiritual being that God breathed within us became marred, it became tainted, it became, you know, something other than what God would have wanted it to be. And we acknowledge the the core source of that is sin, because we know that from the first creation in Adam and Eve, we know that they chose to exercise their will to disobey God. And we also know that in so doing, they passed on, you know, from that, the spiritual nature from generations to generation, up to where we are and where we are going to continue to be. But we also acknowledge in the sadness of that there is good news because the good news uh, was that God loved us so much that God chose not to leave God's human creation in that, in that state. So God provided for God's creation to come back into relationship with God, to be redeemed by God so we can be who God initially created us to be. We also acknowledge in those messages that the core, the the, the source of our redemption is Jesus Christ. So if we had the disease that infected our human spiritual nature, the antidote for that disease is Jesus Christ. Last week, I talked about Jesus and in his message to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, I shared with you that Jesus said to Nicodemus that if anyone wants to enter into the kingdom of God, you must be born again. We talked about the fact that the born again wasn't about the physical birth, but it was about the spiritual birth. That spirit that was tainted, that spirit, that nature within us that became diseased, but yet God desires for us to be regened, to be reborn into God's image and God's likeness. So if we, God's people, who are here professing faith in Jesus Christ, if we are here and that is our testimony, we are a new creation. I believe the Apostle Paul said it best in 2 Corinthians 5.17. He says, if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. It's like the butterfly that I love so much because it truly becomes a metaphor for who we are and how God, in God's grace and God's mercy and God's love, how God brings forth that transformation from within. Because the butterfly didn't start off as a butterfly. The butterfly starts off as a little caterpillar. But in the process, when God is changing and transforming, only God sees what God is doing within. But at the appointed time, the butterfly breaks loose. And the butterfly is free to share and to shine the glory of God in its realm. We are like this butterfly You know, God saw us in our sinful nature and God says that is not where I'm going to leave my people. I'm going to give them the opportunity to become free with the spirit of God. So here we are as professing Christians. We are people that are being transformed. But the good news in that is that because Christ has finished his work and made it possible For every living soul to come back to Christ and to live in that right relationship with God so that we can live with each other. The good news is that God is doing that work continuously. Yes, we profess with our mouth. We believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead. But that doesn't mean that we have arrived. It doesn't mean that the work in us, in this physical body, is completed. It means that sometimes we will continue to sin, but the good news is knowing that God's grace is there for us. And every time we call upon the name of Jesus, that become the transforming work that God will do in us. It means that God will do the changing that needs to occur in our attitude, in our speech, in our actions, and little by little, sometimes in a big way, you know, we are able to recognize what God is doing because we have the seal of Christ by our faith, the Holy Spirit, Jesus in spirit who lives within us and seeks to guide us, to instruct us, to teach us in the way we should go. So here we come to today. How do we share what we have already within us hmm first we have to acknowledge that we have what God has given us inside of us because it's so easy to call upon Jesus and say God and Jesus but I will tell you there are so many Christians who do not acknowledge the presence of God in the Holy Spirit. Some people ridicule the Holy Spirit because they can't see the Holy Spirit. Because you can't see it, does that mean that God does not live within you? And you will know when God lives within you when you start to recognize that the way you used to be, the things you used to think, the things you used to do, they are now becoming aligned with what God's word says for your life. You are now beginning the transformation with the spirit of God to become more and more like Christ, to be more forgiving of people when they offend you, to be able to turn the other cheek and not to be able to quickly respond in the negative, to be able to see the need of others and the spirit within you will convict your heart even though your mind might disagree about it but the spirit will say you need to reach out and touch someone you need to reach out and share out of the blessings that God has placed in your life you need to be able to talk about to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love by the way you encounter others those that you know, and those that you do not know. You ought to be able to share that spiritual DNA in love. Now, love, according to God's word, is something that we really need to study because in God's love, God sent his son to die so that we may have life and have it eternally. In that same love, the scripture calls us to speak the truth in love. We are not here to do harm. We are not here to hurt others. We are here to help others to see the transforming work of the spirit within our lives so that others may want to say, I want to be like that. We share the spiritual DNA that within us that is within us God within us when we come together to fellowship not only on Sunday mornings but when we come together in the name of Jesus to encourage each other to uplift each other to challenge each other that to say where are you walking in relationship to the gratitude of what God has given you in your salvation we share the spiritual DNA with a smile. I cannot tell you how many Christians I have met along the journey, and I would submit to you, I probably was in that, in that group a long time ago. You know, they tell me, yes, I believe in Jesus, but oh my God, there is no joy, no hope of spirit, and I have to wonder what spirit is ruling within. When we know we have Christ within us we know that we cannot be defeated we know the joy of Lord is our strength and please don't get me wrong don't think that I am insensitive to the challenges that this world and this life can bring because I live some of that and I can empathize with you but I'm here to still say on top of all of that that God is able god is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask or think of god and god who sees our heart god who knows our thoughts is the god who works within us in our circumstances bringing forth good isn't that what the scripture says in romans 8 28 29 30 so y'all know In all things, God worked together for good. In all things, not in some things, but in all things. And the last time I checked, all is all. All things work together for good. And hear it, hear the qualifier. For those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So I'm here to tell you, you are called according to his purpose do you love him because God will work in spite of our love for God God will work in our lives but some things I have learned about this love relationship with God is that the more you surrender you to Christ's reign the more you say to God God I truly need you not only when things are bad but when things are good and when God who sees in spirit sees the spirit transforming in you God will help you to understand that situation you're going to that circumstances you're dealing with God will help you to see it from the divine perspective and God will allow you to say unto God, have your way with me, God. You know, for a long time, I would say, I would read the scriptures and i say, yeah, I understand what you're saying, God. But I realized something and that was the Holy Spirit having to bring that conviction to my soul. The Spirit had to remind me, Virginia, you are my child and I love you dearly, but you know what you're trying to do? You are trying to tell me, God, how I am supposed to allow your life to unfold in this world versus the other way around. You were not looking to me and seeing what I am bringing forth so that I may be glorified. It's a big difference. We trying to tell God how our life should be. We, the created beings, trying to tell the creator, how we should live upon this earth when the creator has already shown us told us and given us how we are to do it so we share out of the spiritual DNA with the truth of God's Word and we depend upon the Holy Spirit that is within us to bring conviction when we are doing things that are outside of the will of God, and to allow us to remember that there is no condemnation in God for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So as we go through this VCI process, we are in the middle of it. And this is part one of of three messages About how do we share it we share it first in love and we hear the Apostle Paul in the letter to the churches in Asia one of which included the Ephesians church you know in that area today is called Turkey but we hear that Paul the Apostle Paul who was imprisoned in Rome at the time when he wrote that letter We hear him telling the old, old story of Jesus and his love. And you know the Apostle Paul. He wasn't always gung-ho for Christ. No, he wasn't always a believer. He wasn't always a Christian. And you can read the beginning of his story in Acts chapter 9. Because he had an experience, an encounter with the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. And from that encounter, he became sensitized in spirit because he was then sealed with the Holy Spirit. And he came to understand through the spirit of Christ in him, in his born-again experience. That's when he started to understand who God truly is and what God desired of his life. And he is then in prison. Physically, he's in prison. But spiritually, he's free. And he's writing to the church and he's saying, remember who you are. You are one foundation in Jesus Christ. Remember who you are called to be. You are called to be in the unity of the spirit. It doesn't mean that we will not have disagreements. But when we disagree, we will allow the spirit of God in love to help us to see how to reconcile this. When we disagree, we will not walk away from the church, but we will come to each other and we'll say, look, this is the issue. How do we work it out in Christ uh, Jesus? So the apostle Paul is saying to the, the church then and saying still by the way of the Holy Spirit to the church today, you are called in love. You are called to walk humbly with God humbly with the spirit and to walk humbly with each other you are to be patient with each other knowing that God is doing a work in each of us knowing that we are all under construction knowing that that constriction will continue until we take the last breath and God calls his spirit back to himself so we are to be patient With each other we have to be gentle with each other I don't look like you I may not think like you but we are still brothers and sisters in Christ and that is the key to everything the world will tell us a different story the world will say we need to segregate here by this status we need to you know shun people in this way the world will tell us everything but the word of God tells us the truth how we are to be with one another so we share what we have received which is God in us regened through Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross and who now lives within us We share that in the spirit of love. Isn't that what Jesus says in the gospel scriptures that were read earlier? Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. Love each other as I have loved you. He says, and when you do that, people will know that you are my disciple." You are now one who is learning how to understand and to apply the spiritual principles of Jesus' teaching in your life. You now are able to shine the light of Christ that is within you so that others may see Christ and glorify our father in heaven. So like I said, when I told you about this cross, this Emmaus cross, God has sent the message through his Holy Spirit, through me, to you, and I don't know who you are. But my role is to be obedient to what I have received. God Christ is counting on us. We all have the gift within us. It is expressed in different ways, in different services. But as as Paul said in Ephesians, the gift is so that we can build each other up. The gift is that we can do the ministry that God has called us to. And we are to do it in love so whomever you are that is going on this Emmaus walk know that you will not be going alone know that you will go be going because the spirit has called you to that particular experience and it's just not to experience it for you it's to experience it so that now you come back to your church community And you share that with anybody that God brings before you. I'm not telling you you're going to like it, but you certainly got to love it. Because if you love Christ, you're going to love God's people. I'm a living testimony to that. And God, who lives in us, will be able to show us, who we are, why he created us in his image, and why we have been given this great gift upon this earth to reflect the image of God, but to reflect it in only one way, and that's in love. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your message, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the opportunity to be your living vessel. Thank you for writing your message upon the hearts of your people. You know who you are speaking to. I pray, oh God, that they will respond in faithful obedience. I pray that they will respond. Even though they don't know what they are going to experience but I pray that they will respond in faith knowing that because it's you who call them you will never leave them you will never forsake them and your call is for them to be the best that you have created them to be and your call is for them not to be harmed in any way all of these things God I give you thanks for in Jesus name and the people of God say together amen amen and amen thanks be to God